Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is yours duly, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> Welcome to Slash Radio. My name is Mikey Bones, joined by Cat Valor and Rob Humphrey. What's going on, guys? Hello. Living the life. What's up? The life, they say. Yeah. Um, we're back. Uh, I have you, Rob. Are you still mad at me? No. From last week? No? Oh, no. No, I'm not. I'm over that. All right. It's fine. Last thing I would want to do is upset you. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Before we get going, though, uh, we, we got... What do we got this week? We're doing horror news this week. Drink roll call. We'll get to in a minute. And um, Patreon pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. We do have. Uh, I don't know what we're calling it now, but we used to call it horror court too. Oh. oh okay. Mm-hmm. You uh, want to get into that now? Shit. I think we got Slasher Radio Dispute Corner. I guess. <laughs> Is it a? It, oh. Well, it does it have anything to do with last week's episode? No, it does not. All right, it let me get everything that out to of do because it has to do with this week's episode. Okay, so we'll wait. Oh, okay. Oh boy. Okay, I think I know what road that's going down. All right, so let's because I forgot to mention this last week. Um, I did an episode of Cult FM. I also forgot to mention it, and Greg added on to it. So I want to just get it out of the way now. Uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween we discussed last week for my birthday pick. Mm-hmm. Uh. Greg and he just he's been coming out and saying it I think for some time now but he's doubled down since that episode came out Rob Zombie's Halloween is better than the original Halloween yeah he says that a lot and I would like you both to know that Allie also is leaning towards thinking the Rob Zombie Halloween is better Ooh, well I'm leaning towards thinking maybe I don't like Allie as much as I thought I did just the reaction I wanted Mm-hmm. That was a beautiful thing. The, I've been seeing some stuff on Twitter, man. That opinion is kind of—it's the tide oh. on that movie has changed. It—it it could be just like the tide on Book of Shadows was changing. I—I'll mm. I, wait, I guess, until we start horror courting, oh. not courting. <laughs> but I just the Halloween discussion. I—I I lied. <laughs> I'm going to do this shit now. Uh, that reminds me, I also have a Slasher Radio Disagreements Corner 
Uh, Will the Thrill is not so pleased with me from the memes, I guess. I just want to point out, I gave it the highest portnoy. I know I complained a lot about the bagel scene, but it's because a lot of the issues I had with it were best summarized by that single scene. I still gave it the highest portnoy. Mm -hmm. I I should be exempt. I don't know why Mikey is the one that's exempt. I was nicest. Also, I gave it the lowest score, and my biggest problem with the movie was the entire fucking movie's awful, Will. So you can take oh, that and yeah. do whatever you want with it. <laughs> I'm just double down. Yeah, Will's been Will's been pumping out grade fucking A. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can find his TikTok real quick. Grade A. Uh, grade A video memes. So funny. Like, uh, so fantastic. Except for this last one. Yeah, Except for this last one, because yeah, I you know should also be exempt yeah he he, will is uh he posts them in the slash radio discord (laughs) you can check out our twitter and stuff for uh you should get in there it's a good time uh but they do go up on twitter as well i do put them up there uh will also has a tiktok at slashers assembles all of our listeners that you know are tiktok fans you cannot like he's doing voiceover stuff for candy man like it's really fucking dope but uh yeah, Will Will was not pleased with the, uh, and it's weird because he was mad at me for Rob Zombie before we, the episode came out. Yeah, interesting. I ch- I changed the tide. I guess I don't know, but uh, so Rob, you have a we got to talk about this shit. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's actually not from me. It would be from one of our uh, our patrons, uh, and a beloved member of our community. I was hit up uh, on X earlier, uh, by our, our friend Miki. Uh-huh. Uh, and Miki says, uh, as head of IT, yeah. I'd like you to know my submission for the Omen was lost by Mikey, and now I'm really sad. Mikey, okay. what say you? I I spoke with Miki about this on Twitter. I you don't want to make how Mickey it was sad. lost by me. I don't work for Patreon. <laughs> like I, Chris posted a screenshot of his thing. I think Allie did. Literally, the only person who can see that submission is Miki. Do mm-hmm. I feel bad that it happened? Absolutely. But I didn't lose it. It's not like it was submitted <laughs> to me. It was submitted to Patreon. Mm-hmm. And also, by the way, something that was left out of that IT report, I even said when talking to Miki, maybe we'll just do that episode, that movie for you. I think I thought I think that's pretty fair. That is pretty I think fair. that is fair. That is that's fair. The movie, fair. by the way, is unless Death it's a Game, bad movie. 1977. If it's a bad okay. movie, it's even more fair. <laughs> I was going to say, if it's a bad movie, it's not fair to us, because we didn't lose it either, but I, I'd watch Death Game. That's fine. I don't know what Death Game is, but I know Miki be watching some crazy shit sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I want to be exonerated from this. I don't know. I mean, you lost it. You've got to ask Miki. I, I can't exonerate yeah. you I mean, really, something that's that where, someone that's else brought. Get, that's where you've got to get the exoneration from, the forgiveness from. Yeah. I'm just the messenger here. I don't know dick about how the patron work, Patreon works. We know this. Yeah, if anyone's exonerated, it's Rob, yeah. I think. Yeah, I know fuck all about it. I should be exonerated, too. It's literally not anyone can still log into that Patreon and see it's not there. Like, I don't know what what I'm supposed to do. You deleted it somehow or something. I deleted it. Mm-hmm. Mikey, I would exonerate you if I could. But you have Miki a grudge has that power. against Miki. For what? And you deleted. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know your business. <laughs> I have never deleted a, pay, uh, uh, a thing. And keep in mind, th- this should exonerate me alone. If I'm deleting patron picks, 
Come on, guys. There are worse movies than <laughs> Come on. Death Game. Yeah. I'm going to waste it on a movie I've never seen. <laughs> like, what sense does that make? No, I'm exonerated. Right. I will say this. Again, as Kat said, if it were up to me, I would exonerate you. You're going to have to talk to Miki about that. Yeah. I'm just a messenger saying Miki was upset because their submission was not uh, uh, accepted for some reason. Right. And my response was, we will just give him a movie. It might not have won anything that happened. I don't think Miki's ever had a pick that's won. There's a lot of people that haven't. Leah, who picked this movie, this is her first movie. And Leah's been a patron for a very long time. First movie she's won. But we're still, because it fucked up, we'll just do the movie for him. I, I don't know what else to do. All right. So there you go, Miki. And I don't know what else to say. But, um, all right, so we have drink roll call as well to get to. Um, I spent a lot of money on my last drink. So all I'm drinking, <laughs> all I'm drinking this week is I got Jack Daniels in a can again. All right. Yeah, they had the tall boys in the 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. I've seen it, and I said, well, I'll be damned. So I got me a, down, a downtown punch or down-home punch Jack Daniels in a can. All right. Yes. Is it good? It's good. It's all yeah. right. All right. Kat, what are you uh what are you drinking over there? I am drinking. I sent a picture. Oh no. I found fuzzballs. Oh I have had them. It was the little like green thing at the gas station I was thinking about. <laughs> yeah, I went to the gas station to confirm that I'm not crazy and that I was thinking of the right thing. Um I'm having my second one of these right now, but I also uh for when I run out of that. I'm pretty pleased with this next fine. I'm basically doing a drink roll call graveyard from your guys's uh, repertoire here because I also found uh, individually packaged oh, oh, oh. oh Mountain Dew the heart Mountain Dews. Okay. Uh, it also is not a zero sugar according to the can. Um, oh, I'm wow. not. I'm not going to say that it has sugar in it. I have not tried it. It's not open yet. But uh, it does not say anywhere zero sugar. So yeah, mine all Texas. said zero sugar. We'll see. I see Texas I, Chainsaw Pants as well. Yes, I could also not I'm find, wearing the Texas Chainsaw Pants. Yeah, yeah I could not find <laughs> zero or anything but zero sugar. But mine did say zero sugar on them. Well, um, uh, we're gonna find out. Got watermelon too, Rob. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> I got the watermelon one. Yeah, uh, that was the thing. They only had. I, I only saw watermelon ones because the um. The, they had the regular ones, but they said zero sugar on them, so mm-hmm. I, I took a chance on the watermelon. Yeah, that's so weird, because like when you go to their website, everything says zero sugar. Like I don't see a can that doesn't say zero sugar on their website. I mean, it's also very possible it was like doctored by the... I, I went to a pretty shady gas station to find all these, <laughs> so, <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> Have you had it yet? No. Okay, well, you'll know immediately if it's Yeah, I'm going to know. Sugar. Because Unless like the buzz balls sweetener. get me really gone. Oh. Uh, they're pretty strong. <laughs> yeah, that could be too. That could be too. All right. Well, um, yeah, I didn't have time to get to the store. So I am uh, once again drinking a hillbilly margarita. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Just went with the Mountain Dew and tequila combo again. Um, so everyone's drinking Mountain Dew but Mikey. <laughs> that's yeah. Well, that's par for the well, course, right? Uh, 
none of us are supposed to be drinking Mountain Dew. We're supposed <laughs> to be having a, a show-wide united boycott on Mountain Dew because of what they did with the fucking Mogwai. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm doing that. No, you're not. You're, <laughs> you're on their website right now. No. But I did. I, I found out something about Mountain Dew, though, this week. Sucks. I did not know that it was not a, a first invented as like a soft drink. It was invented as a mixer for whiskey. Did you know that? Gross. Some people in tequila, in Tennessee, these, these two brothers invented it as a mixer for whiskey. And I happen to have uh, some bourbon here and I thought about it, but I just can't imagine that that's good. It's got to be a waste of good bourbon. Like, I'm yeah. now very curious, but there's no way that's good, right? Right. Like, I was, I thought about it. I thought about it. And I was like, you know what? The tequila actually is pretty good. I mean, again, I would not call this a margarita, but it is actually, it does work. Okay. All right. I still wouldn't. I, no, I'm not going to give it any credit, actually. No, no. I'm sticking to my boycott. You guys, but, you know, there's shame involved here. I might, I might roll no. in here one day with a Mountain Dew and bourbon. <laughs> Uh, do you guys want to get into horror news? Is it okay if I start horror news? Absolutely. What the fuck? Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. It's time to hump the news with Rob Humphrey. He's not a genius. There is merch that I'm really excited about, uh, and I don't even care about the merch that much. I just want to talk about the announcement for it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, they have released socks, socks, which I think is amazing. Socks, <laughs> okay. socks, socks, socks. Yeah, um, uh, saw ten socks. They're uh, black or white socks with like red accents. They've got the blood, blood dripping. They've got the socks written across the top. I found out about this because the official Saw Twitter released uh, a tweet uh, with a link uh, to purchase them that says, prepare your little piggies before it's too late. Wow. <laughs> Get your socks today. All Excellent. Right. So I they like confirmed that. the socks pun um, and also made, you know, like a, a fun callback to the, the pig themes of the non-spiral mm. Saw movies. I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm doing, I'm good. I'm excited. Yeah. Nice. Now, when you go to the theater to see Socks, are you going to do the Saw Patrol double feature? I am not. Um, <laughs> but as funny as I think that is, and as sad <laughs> as I was that I missed Barbenheimer, um, I, I can't support the copaganda. So. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I really do like saying Socks. 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 <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, all right. First thing that I had to mention, and <clears throat> IR Chris had sent this on Twitter also. Oh, God. There's not a ton of news this week, but they, I think it's Halloween costume. Yeah, HalloweenCostumes.com 
is selling inflatable Michael Myers Halloween decorations, like the inflatable stand-up things. And they have three different sizes. It's an eight-foot size, mm -hmm. a 15-foot size, and a 25-foot <laughs> tall Michael Myers. That's awesome. Are you getting the 25-foot one? I would give my my body and yet take it how you want for that fucking michael myers it's 500 dollars, man wow how much are the other ones uh 25 foot tall is 500 the eight foot tall is 120 that's still a lot for one of those yeah. and the 15 foot tall is 300 dollars. wow i have a 12 foot like one of the tw uh, 12 foot skeleton things it was like 60 bucks Mm -hmm. or something like that this these are expensive yeah but they're michael myers they do look cool too if the 15 foot one was 120 i might have did it i'm mm -hmm. not gonna spend 120 dollars on it i can get another 12 foot one two of them <laughs> for that price like no so yeah but those are cool looking though so uh yeah they are bloody disgusting has them they're all over twitter and HalloweenCostumes.com. If you want to donate $500 for me to have the dopest house on the block, <laughs> please do so. Uh, uh, next thing up is Final Destination 6. There's not a ton to say about it, but uh, a friend of the show, former guest of the show, Jeffrey Reddick, has tweeted a couple times. He spoke to Dread Central. He spoke to Collider. And he said that Final Destination 6 will add a whole new layer to the franchise. We've got to get Jeffrey Reddick back on the show. We do. I've been wanting to have him on anyway to talk about Tamara. Yes. Slash irritate Rob. <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't have a problem with Tamara. I haven't seen it in a long time, so I don't know. But um, I, I, I don't. Is he allowed to do the show? He's not involved. <laughs> Wait, what? Well, there's a strike now. Oh, Nobody's strike. allowed to do anything. Yeah, it's true. Oh. Like, I, he might be able to come on the show, but I, he's probably not allowed to talk about fucking uh, Final Destination, whatever. Well, he's not involved with the project, but yeah, he, I'll tell you guys what. Um, I sent you that screener for that Ted Raimi thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, completely unrelated. But obviously, when I requested the screener, I sent them an email asking if Ted was available for interviews. And they said specifically because of the strike, he's not doing any interviews. Yeah, they're not allowed you... to are going to have to schedule Ted Raimi for a day that I can't be here unless you want to hear me get really excited about Xena. <laughs> oh, nobody wants to hear that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it, so that is the thing. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I do wonder, though, because it seems like we have all these talented people now and they're not really allowed to work. If yeah. we couldn't get some people on to talk about, like, some old shit. Like Xena? Get Ted Raimi on. <laughs> Not Xena necessarily, but, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like if we had Jeffrey Reddick yeah. on to talk about Tamara, that would be fine. I don't think that breaks any rules. No, I think he's he should be allowed to talk about the novelization, right? I don't know. That's not a... I, There's I don't a fucking that, book of that? Yeah, that's why I wanted to have him on. It's because I, I read the book. Okay. I don't know. Um, I DM <laughs> uh, I DM Jeffrey about a month or so ago. He never responded, which is unlike him. So, mm -hmm. oh. you know, yeah, that I would imagine they can't really do anything. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know the rules of, of everything. It seems to me like they would be able to come on and talk about old shit, just not new stuff. You would think. You would think. I don't know. But I, I, that strike needs to fucking end, though, man. Pay these people, please. They deserve it. Come on. Deserve it. Oh, it's so fucked up. That whole thing. And I, I don't think it's going to end anytime soon. I agree, man. I hate it. Like, you literally have nothing. Like, you could, you, you have nothing to direct. You have nothing to act. You're like, what are you doing? Come on. Well, you know, Bob Iger of Disney said that the, the strategy right now is to hold out long enough until people start losing their houses. And then they'll take whatever deal they have to. That's unfortunate, so, man. Yeah. Which is basically how they got, how the writers got fucked over last time. Because, yeah. yeah, movies aren't coming out, sure. But these, the people running these companies have more than enough money to survive. They will not feel it by the time these poor people are hurting. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's sad, man. Yeah. But the difference this time around is, I think, with so much AI stuff involved, like you're signing a deal to get a job today that's going to be taken away from you tomorrow. Yeah. If, if uh, you don't, if you yeah. don't stand your ground. Yeah. Yeah, but, eh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, did you guys see what they wanted to do with the, the background actors? And have done in a couple instances, it sounds like. Yeah. So they want to, these people, they make like, I don't know, $100 a day or whatever. And they want to pay them for one day's work. So $100 and then they can scan your body and they can use it whenever, wherever they want. And they don't have to pay you a dime. Some shit in it. Yeah. Some shit. You, you know, you get one day to work, a hundred bucks, and then you never work again, basically. And then they try to make it out to be a good thing. They're like, the extras don't have to do as much. And it's like, they're there to do things. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Not for nothing. The extras didn't have to do that much while they're there. Just fucking keep them coming in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's fucking savage, man. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, that shit needs to end. The next, uh, th this is kind of expounding. I don't remember if we talked about it last. No, we haven't had news for a couple of weeks. Uh, RJ Torbert, who is, I, I couldn't find how he was involved with the Scream franchise, but he was, and I know it has to do with the mask, uh, like something along those lines. He might be like the right holder of the mask or something mm -hmm. along those lines. But he announced that there is a board game coming and mm -hmm. a video game coming for Scream. I had seen the thing about the board game. Um, I, I, I didn't see the video game thing, though. It, that's what he said. There's nothing's been confirmed by a studio or any kind of source, but he said it. And man, I've been saying it for so fucking long that I would love for a Scream game, man. That would be crazy. Yeah. I mean, I think I got a... I saw somewhere there was like a, a Kickstarter that was going to be starting for a board game. Yeah, for Funko, yeah. Yeah. But goddamn, man, that would be... And I, before Texas, it was announced that Texas Chainsaw was, you know, what Gunn was working on. Oh, I wanted it to be Scream so bad, man. Imagine if they got their hands on Scream. Yeah, I just hope it's somebody who's going to make like a one-player game. No! With like a story and everything. No. That'd be fun. No, no. How about we do that? No. 
don't want it. That would be fantastic. I remember when it used to be both. I remember when like the single player was the main game, and then they had a multiplayer feature. And now <laughs> that, and I understand we had to take some time away from that to really perfect the multiplayer experience. I'm on board. I get it. Now that we've done that, now that we have a good model for multiplayer games, we've really got to return to basics and the like, letting yeah. fans get their campaign mode and then having a really good multiplayer experience. Like that is, it would satisfy everyone. It would keep the longevity of the game. It's a like win-win-win situation for everyone involved. That's right. Let Kat and I sit in a room alone and play games by ourselves like God intended. That's the, all I want is to be antisocial. <laughs> the problem with that though is there's these games never get enough money to do both, it's, you know? The, oh, that, well, let's get them some more money. I, I'd be down for that. Hell yeah. But yeah, that... Ah, oh man, that would be so fucking awesome if they did that. But more Scream news is... Scream 7, the new director, has been announced. It's Christopher Landon, who's done yep. Happy Death Day, uh, some Paranormal Activity movies. Mm -hmm. Freaky. Freaky. What do you guys think? I think it's a great fit. Or at least it has the potential to be a great fit. I'm not super excited about this. I'm going to be honest. Okay. Uh, I, I don't have anything against it. I, I think that, like, Happy Death Day... Happy Death Day and Freaky are both movies that, upon revisiting, I think they're fine, but they both got really overhyped. Um, and I wasn't excited by either one of them that much. I could see maybe where this could be a good fit, but, like, the humor's a little bit off for me. Scream, maybe not Scream 6, but historically has been, like, a very exemplary feature in the horror comedy for me. So seeing it with someone who's, uh, like, seeing it in the hands of someone who's comedy, I think is kind of maybe a little bit shoddy. Is not my favorite news. Um, I'm also, even though I tore into and would again tear into the last radio silence scream film it really feels like they were setting it up for themselves to do something amazing with scream 7 um obviously that's not going to happen now like they're just passing it off and the the passing between directors has screwed up a lot of horror franchises in the past so i'm 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 trying to remain optimistic but i have concerns with this it it does seem weird that they're handing it off without doing the seventh film because it did feel like they had set up a trilogy for themselves. Yeah. Um, so to hand it off on the last film does seem odd. I just, I think Landon is a good fit because when I don't, I mean, I, Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to You and Freaky, um, they're not like favorites of mine, but I think they're a lot of fun. I really have a lot of fun watching those. And I think Scream can be a really fun franchise. Uh. Um, the other thing that, like, because even though I tore into... This is a baffling move for me. Because the you mentioned that uh, Radio Silence uh, passing it off was just kind of a strange decision. Even though I didn't like Scream 6, it was critically loved. Like, it is, for whatever reason a huge hit so it seems like they had the momentum to really do something with scream 7 mm -hmm. also you know what i mean like as a business decision i also don't understand this yeah it's it's very odd i mean i know they're working on a universal monster movie of some sort or they were until things shut down anyway um 
But I can't imagine that's what's stopping them from doing Scream 7. Like, I feel Especially, like they could, they're such big Scream fans. Like, yeah, I feel like they could roll into that after they finish the Universal. But like, we don't need Scream 7 tomorrow. Unless, unless that's the thing and the studio wants it out as quickly as possible, you know? Mistake. Definitely a mistake. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's a story we've we've heard millions of times, right? And I think that was the mistake with this last one that we got. I, I was gonna say I'm not convinced that's not what happened already. With the, the interesting thing to me will be once the the strike is eventually settled, um, will we will the writers return for Scream Seven? Um, <laughs> That that I think will be interesting because I don't think they're necessarily tied to Radio Silence at all. They, they could come back and write the film. Yeah. Do yeah. we want them to? <laughs> um, I think so because I, I it, to me it would help continue because I did not uh, like both of you. I believe did not care for Scream Six. Um, but I think that there was um, it did have that feeling of of you know a trilogy and mm -hmm. a lot of times that middle part in a trilogy is the worst part that's true so i think that if the if the same writers came back and finished the trilogy at least landon would be working from a strong script for the final chapter of that trilogy but he is also a writer director so is he going to want to write it himself i i don't know there's a lot of things going on with this yeah, it might be a bit too early to tell. I just, I, I, it set off some alarm bells. Yeah, we gotta wait and see, man. We gotta wait and see. Uh, but the big news, it's... It's better than Rob Zombie's Scream 7, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It might be interesting. I would rather have seen Rob Zombie's Scream 6 than the one we got. And that'll be my hot take of the day. Uh, Damn, I didn't hate it that much. <laughs> <laughs> People would have died. That's all I'm saying. Oh, People would have died. It, it was a, it was a frustrating movie, and I've watched it a couple of times because I thought, well, maybe I was too harsh on it. I'll, I'll give it another. No, that's the but, thing is, I keep thinking it'll get better. And that, like, once I knew that I was going into disappointment, like that first rewatch, I was like, okay, maybe I was a little bit harsh on it. But every subsequent time I've seen it, I hate it a little bit more. Like. <laughs> What, what does that look like if Rob Zombie does it instead of being at like a college or they at like a trucker school or something? <laughs> Rob Zombie is trucker school. <laughs> Ghostface will be holding a can of Budweiser. <laughs> but that's all I have for the news. All right. That was quick. I mean, I guess there's not a lot of news. Nobody's working. Yeah. No. Do I got to hit my button now? Oh, yes. Hit the button. Damn it. Crazy idiot. Get the fuck out Go back to turning tricks and old folk and you'll oh, fade in the ass. Yeah, Mystery Corner, where our, oh. our listeners send in, anonymously send in Italian memes just for the sake of me reacting on this show. Yes. Uh, this is one of our rare video submissions. Ah, damn. So, I know. It's what the listeners want, though. Oh, great. Uh, I know that I said last week that I had a special one I was looking forward to for this week. Uh, okay. This is not it. Uh, but this one, th there was a time constraint on this one, so. Okay. Uh, the videos and pictures go up on Patreon. All as all visuals do. Why is my... Alright, let's see this thing. Those were the three <laughs> champions for the Tri-Wizard Tournament. What? 
There's a fourth one! <gasps> Enrico Vasaio! Enrico, did you put your name in the calzone of fire? No, I didn't. Yes. Oh, I didn't really take out so wow. task you will have to go up to a dragon that is guarding a pineapple. Take the pineapple, cut it up, and put it on a pizza. Oh, oh. Alright now, champions oh. for this task, take the spaghetti oh. and break it. Oh. Alright, champions, now for the third task, go into the labyrinth. And retrieve the sacred pizza cut up. Yeah, get in my way and I pizza cut you. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> like that at all. <laughs> that was like, that, that was almost a minute long. This is bashing a bunch of Italian shit. That's good stuff. Now, let me ask you, Mikey, what is the problem with breaking spaghetti? <laughs> Why would you break spaghetti? I break spaghetti all the time. It just fits into the pot nice and easier that way. No, you don't do that. Then what's the point? It's not long enough. Like you, you're not even really having spaghetti. It's nice. It's kind of like it's already pre-cut and everything. Yeah. My favorite part of this one, um, and it took me like at least halfway through the video the first time I saw it to notice, is that the uh, the Harry Potter has a noodle on his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that one at all. Whoever sent that one in, you kiss my ass. Also, Voldemort. <laughs> Mario, yeah, that's just a best. Didn't like that. That is that is good stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, in uh, in 2008, did you know that Tony Danza and his son Mark co-authored a cookbook called "Don't Fill Up on the Antipasto"? Tony Danza's father-son cookbook. Aw. Why yeah. even just casually throw it in there like that? Yeah, it ties in with the video because there was a lot of stuff about cooking there, and this is he yeah. wrote a father-son cookbook. Now we know how to not break spaghetti. That's right. <laughs> Don't care. <It's> fine. <laughs> yeah, you should not break the spaghetti. Apparently. This is racism. Is what this is. Like, um... you realize that, right? <laughs> no, it's not. Yes, it is. I don't I don't think so. I mean, you know what, Mikey? If celebrating my friend's culture is wrong, I don't want to be right. You're not right. <laughs> you're wrong. You are wrong. Yes, you're wrong. No more dances. I've been telling you this for weeks now. All right? No more than next week. <sighs> well, we do have a Huckleberry Humphrey Hillbilly Hoedown. Oh. Ooh, yeah, right. yeah. This is uh, where the... Well, this is okay. Yeah, this one's fine. This uh -huh. is, it's not... There's no racism involved. Here. This is where you live. It's geographic. Lee. I don't I know. I could come up with some New York stuff. Sure. <laughs> oh, would you prefer a New York corner? Oh. We can get on that. <laughs> I'm sure. Now that it's been said out loud, I'm sure it's going to end up happening. <laughs> I have a pen pal from New York. Right. <laughs> uh, this is where our listeners anonymous, uh, also anonymously send in memes making fun of Rob for moving down south, becoming a redneck. Also goes up on Patreon, described on the show. Oh, I didn't describe <laughs> that last video, really, but it was, it was someone saying, it, it was some lady just, you heard it. All right, I don't even know what's going on here. <laughs> like, okay, so is that guy in cuffs? I think he's in cuffs. I think he's in like zip tie cuffs. Yeah. Okay. So here's what we got. It's cross blowout. We have a we have a, a shirtless gentleman, uh, face down on the ground, um, with what appears to be some sort of a police officer with his hand kind of on his ass, which is kind of weird. <laughs> 
Um, because the man's shorts are not all the way up. I mean, he's <laughs> he's touching at least a little crack there. And the guy's hands, uh, he do, does appear to be in cuffs, possibly the zip tie kind. I can't really tell. And then uh, on his feet, well, not really on his feet, more <laughs> on like his, uh, like his shins, uh, he has a pair of Crocs. <laughs> that I don't even know how, how you describe that. He had a blowout, man. They... Yeah, it's like, yeah, he had a Croc blowout at somehow. <laughs> I don't even know how that happened. <laughs> like even even if that happened to one of my Crocs, I wouldn't understand how it happened. But it happened to both of his. They got ripped up his leg somehow from the from the point. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, and then the caption reads: When Rob shits his shorts because he forgot to put his Crocs in sports mode. <laughs> Can we All also right. talk about the guy like dead center yes. right under the word sports? Oh, that just looking guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is looking at that guy standing above him, like, "Yep, he I told you he does this every time." We have yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, the guy standing next to him wearing the like cowboy hat with like a towel slung over his shoulder, and you can't see his hand, but I guarantee he's holding a drink. <laughs> that guy's living his best life. And then what is that? I guess some sort of river or something. People are like tubing down it. I don't know. Those people don't even notice. Yeah, they're, they're, well, they're having fun in their tube or whatever. <laughs> they're used to this, man. This guy does this every time. Look at the, the dude in the center is the best part of this whole meme. He like yeah. he knew this was going to happen. He called it. Yeah. That's funny. Right, so that's what's going on there. I'm trying to see. I can't quite make out what it says for the police department on the, on the cop's shoulder there. Oh, yeah. He's got a patch, but I can't see what it says. Let's see if I can zoom it. I was going to say, if I pull it up on my phone, I might be able to zoom it in. Uh new something? That's what an M. Yeah, I can't make that out. No. Too blurry. No. No. But All right, so that's that's what we got there. I mean I don't know, that's never happened to me. Um I I don't think it's ever happened to any person, really. <laughs> that's M. No, I feel like it's like staged or something, to be honest with you. I don't see how a pair of crocs could do that. Not both of them at the same time. How did it happen, man, is the thing. I mean, or he just wore those out like that way. Maybe. Just went barefoot or something. Crocs don't do that. I also have something else to submit. Well, that was submitted. And uh, I don't know quite where this one falls, but I guess we're having a huge clown penis corner. Huge clown penis. I don't like that. (laughs) No. (laughs) This was got to be honest, not a fan. It'll also be uh, up on Patreon. You want to take oh. it? Mm. Well, that, I mean, <laughs> that not is a pretty fan. funny. Um, <laughs> so this appears to be some sort of a, a store. I, I don't know what kind of crazy fucking store this is. Uh, but they have some inflatables, you know, like Halloween looking inflatables, like a, a big tall witch or something back there. And. Uh, looks like a, a sort of knockoff Jack Skellington thing. Yeah. And then, uh, but in front there is a, a big tall clown that is uh, no doubt in the shape of a dick and balls. <laughs> With um, arms, though. It does uh, have which arms. Which I don't but, like. <laughs> yeah, it does have arms, but if you if you just don't look at the arms, <laughs> that is clearly a dick. Um, Even if you do look at the arms, it's clearly a dick with arms. Like I don't, <laughs> there's so much dick to arm ratio going on here. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and the caption is just huge clown penis. So uh, that's what we got there. Um, I, how come you don't say it with no enthusiasm like everybody else does? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't get as enthusiastic about it as, as other people do, apparently. Come on, man. Huge clown penis. That's how you're supposed to do it. <laughs> it's not my particular kink. All right. Uh, that, all right, so that that's it for the memes and stuff. Th- these segments, segments really gotta go. But this is getting ridiculous now. Yeah, now it's getting ridiculous because we have a huge um, penis corner. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck that happened. Thank you, Alex. Just keep getting more and more of these. Yeah, I know. Huge clown penis. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and we will be right back with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay. Can't believe you didn't put Mickey shit on there, man. Uh, how do I just not <laughs> put it on there? I don't know. I don't know how the fuck it works. And by the way, if I deleted it, it wouldn't show for him either. It'd be gone. What the fuck? Uh, all right. Here we are. Week number 23, a uh, month rather, number 23 of, uh, of the Patreon movie pick, guys. Ooh, does yeah. this mean we're getting some Patreon stats? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> you just, the fact that you had counted I weeks, I thought maybe. Well, the, the the number of the weeks is on the post right in front of me. The stats are not. I probably oh, should, okay. I probably <laughs> should have got, dug up some stats, but maybe for like twenty five or something, like yeah, fifty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe more towards fifty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said twenty five, and then I saw how close we were, and it's like, well, <laughs> yeah. let's procrastinate as much as we can. Absolutely. Uh, anyway, Rob doesn't know how to work the Patreon, so we have to go through all the the nominations, what did win, mm-hmm. didn't win, all that stuff. I know what won. Yes, we know what won. <laughs> and uh, we have William Clark, uh, Will, Will the Thrill. Will the Thrill, all right. Who has arguably the best movie on this list, at least in my opinion, and it's behind the mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Very Great movie. movie. Great yeah, movie. Very, very good movie. I do not remember the other choices, but I could see why this would be a favorite. Okay, yeah. Kind of surprised it didn't win, and I'm not, I'm not sure what the other ones are, but very good movie. Setting. It didn't win. Uh, the Meg was submitted by I.R. Chris. Okay. All right. All right. Saw The Meg 2. That movie sucked. The Meg <laughs> 2, yeah. Did you see The Meg 2? I watched it tonight. It sucked. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It was, um, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, in the theater, I watched it in 3D, and it's so stupid that I couldn't help but have a good time. But yeah, it's not good, but god damn it, it's fun and dumb. How'd they end up going like they had a lot more of the B movie shark thing in there? Uh-huh. And I mean, look, feel how you want to feel about it, okay? But I don't like that they went from a movie like The Meg, the original one, mm-hmm. and then went that route the next movie. I what? think they did that because the Meg was uh, one of the big criticisms that I, I saw online and, and a criticism I had of the Meg myself was it's fine, but it's kind of boring. Yeah. yeah. Well, boring. Yeah. Um, it, it, like I was expecting it to be a lot more fun. And I think they went, oh, you want fun? Well, here's every fucking stupid fun thing you could think of. Yeah. I didn't like it at all. Uh, the next one is from Nesto, my music buddy. Keep watching from 2017. I haven't seen this. I have no idea what the fuck that is. 
Um, I was pretty excited for this one, and I was once again thinking of the wrong movie. So, yeah. All right. Hold on. I want to see if Nesto fucking around again. <laughs> you <laughs> never know what Nesto's going to do. The fucking tree in it somewhere. I know. Oh, actually, it doesn't sound that bad. What is it? It's a uh, a family become imprisoned in their home by intruders who force them to play a life and death game where the mysterious rules become clear as the night unfolds. Oh, that does sound good. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't sound yeah. terrible. Yeah. It's got right. Bella Thorne in it. Mm, wait, and hold on. L. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm still watching you, though, Nesto. I don't trust you yet, man. I know you're for you. He's got that tree locked and loaded. <laughs> Every month, he gives a movie that's not that tree. It's a fuck you to me. I feel like it. <laughs> and even when he does give the tree, it's a fuck you to me. So I can't win here. Very unfortunate no. situation. Uh, Greg chose I Choose the Legend, 1985. I haven't seen that one either. What the yeah, fuck I is that, Kat? I, I don't know. Hold on. I Choose Legend, 1985? Yeah. I'm a uh, 1970s girly. So. Oh, wait. There's a movie called Legend from 1985. That one I've seen. <laughs> uh, maybe he literally. I choose legend. That okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. From it's directed by Ridley Scott. Oh well, yeah, I've seen that. Stars Tom Cruise. Oh, I haven't seen that. No, I never. Uh, a young man must stop the Lord of Darkness from destroying daylight and marrying the woman he loves. Sounds fucking terrible, Greg. Um. Okay. Well, it's not terrible. I don't know if I would call it a horror movie, though. Yeah, it's got it the Lord sound. of Darkness in it. It does have the. I I would call it dark fantasy, but it's also it's got Tim Curry in it, and he does oh. a great job. Okay, right. I'm a I'm a fan. <laughs> okay, Amber's pick was Congo from 1995. Okay, not bad. Yeah, no. I haven't seen Congo in years. Um, so okay, I mean, I would not be opposed to watching it again. Yeah, yeah, Amber Amber always coming solid. Uh, and we have Allie with mm-hmm. Halloween three season <laughs> of the witch should have won spiteful motherfucker. You that is the one that should have won. Allie, look at no. you doing the Lord's work. I will say I told Mr. Cat's boyfriend that he needed to keep his Friday open just in case uh, <laughs> season of the witch one, because if I came on here for a season of the witch episode and he had not seen it. <laughs> I knew I was gonna it be would in be trouble. hell to pay. I was yeah. just gonna say, I was like, yeah. listen, I don't know what movie we're watching, but if it's season of the witch, I'm coming over and watching it there. We would have paused this recording, gotten him <laughs> on a, a fucking thing, so we could all sit down and watch it together. <laughs> Literally, both uh, responses were held to pay. Yeah, see, that would have been <laughs> quite eventful. Yeah, yeah, this is a spite pick. Honestly, Allie hasn't seen it yet. And I don't know why this means we have to fucking watch it, but I think that's fair. <laughs> I don't. Like that. I, don't I, I don't need a reason to watch it. No. Oh, she's gonna love that thing, and it's gonna piss me off. Oh, Allie, it's so good, <laughs> Doctor Chalice. Oh my god, <laughs> calm down, Rob. God damn, <laughs> you're right. Saying that is a hunk of man right there. You need a break. <laughs> I'm all right. All right. I saw. I tried to send it to you, but I was it was uh once I was past my Twitter limit, I saw someone that was like, I'm going to write 
<laughs> a series of books under a pseudonym about a man who has nothing left but his sexy, sexy mustache. And I tried to send it in because it's like, I feel like this is what Rob thinks the plot of Season of the Witch is. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, prove me wrong. <laughs> uh, That's funny. That Twitter uh, DM thing pisses me the fuck off. And apparently Miki's pick was Death Game, which I don't see okay. on here. So uh, yeah. maybe we'll be doing that in the future. Maybe. I don't know. Question mark. We'll Mikey purposely deleted. Yes. I purposely <laughs> deleted. For everybody, but <laughs> everybody but him. Everybody but him. Yeah. But what did win was a pick from Leah. I should have known Leah picked this movie. <laughs> and we really should have known. And th- th- like I mentioned earlier, this is the first time Aaliyah Pick has won. Mm-hmm. I am very happy for Leah that one Aaliyah Picks have won because I do love Leah. That's not what you said earlier. You didn't say anything. That's what we, we say had our meeting about how much we don't like her. We don't have those meetings. They don't exist. Oh, wink, wink. Fuck, Aaliyah, <laughs> man. This thing. Why did it have to be this one? So... I just want to throw a couple of things out there real quick going into this movie. I am, I, I, I've gone on record on the show before and we used to talk about it in Cabin in the Woods um, when we first started having that argument that I'm a former Joss Whedon fan. His work, the last uh, few things that he got to do um, were not great. Uh, but there was a long period of time where Joss Whedon was like one of my favorite uh, television writers, one of my favorite directors, big Joss Whedon fan for a long time before all the stuff came out about him being a giant jerk. Um, that started specifically immediately after this movie. Because um, <laughs> I saw, the, I saw, the, and a lot of people say that you can't compare the series to the movie because of like all the behind the scenes kind of like rewrites and, and mm-hmm. nonsense and stuff. But I grew up with this show, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, 96, I think it went on like seven years. Uh, that that was my childhood. I love that show so much. Uh, it, it meant a lot to me. Uh, it, it got me more into the vampire mythology, and I, it, it's why I was a Joss Whedon fan. The, the show's phenomenal. It's very heartfelt. It, it's very good. And even though you're not supposed to compare the movie to the show, if you've seen the show first, it's very hard to separate those things, you know, because you go into the movie where it's like, oh, this is what spawned the show, you know, and and you expect them to be similar and they're not. And I think this one you, you can see like with the premise and stuff going into it where the how this spawned the show, you, you can see it. But this is bad. This one's really bad. I don't like it. Um, I don't like when people compare the two, but it's it's so hard not to make the comparison, you know, because I. Yeah, th- that the show is what I wanted going into this. I have not seen it since that first time until today. Um, and even knowing what I was getting into, I don't think it landed any better, you know. Yeah, I had never seen this before. Um I had seen the show, uh, was a big fan of the show. Really, really liked uh, Buffy the Great Vampire show. Slayer. Uh, excellent show. Um, I had never seen the movie. Uh, mostly I didn't go out of my way to watch the movie because I knew that it wasn't like the show. Um, yeah. And it always looked really stupid to me. <laughs> Having watched it today, I can confirm it's really fucking stupid. Yeah. 
Um, it's a horror comedy that's not scary or funny. Exactly. And is not very horror at that. No, not. And that's the thing, because even sometimes with the show, I would say, you know, I feel like this is more dark fantasy sometimes than horror. But it's got the vampires, you know, and you have like your demon of the week hunting stuff. And, it, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there are emotional stakes because it's a TV series and not, you know, I was going to say a 90 minute movie, not an 85 minute movie. Uh, felt like a lot longer, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I didn't care for this thing at all. Um, I will say that the cast was fantastic in this movie. Like every time someone would show up on screen, I'd be like, holy shit, I didn't. <laughs> um, it's amazing the 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 cast that they pulled together for this film. I just wish they could have uh, would have had more to do. Yeah, and oh, also, which I guess we should bring up maybe before we roast this yeah. too terribly much. Uh there is actually a reason why this one was chosen. Yeah. Uh why this one was elected. So um, yeah, I was just gonna say get that out of the way. Yeah, on Leah's post, she did put Rest in peace, Paul Rubens. And yes, you know, yes, he was one of the bright spots of this thing. His all right. First of all, well, I, as much as I hated this movie, and I did hate this movie, <laughs> his death, the death, may be the oh, greatest well. death ever filmed. It is so fucking good. Did you see continued in the? In I, the did, I did. I <laughs> did. So funny. The thing about that, um, because for a long time, uh, when I saw this, I the show had just wrapped up. Um, and I was like, I, you know, going through Buffy with the draws and I was like, oh, there's a movie. Fantastic. You know, I was still pretty young when I saw this. Uh, I, I didn't have much critical assessment of things. Uh, so I, I, I went into this and I remember the death scene really, really pissing me off. Like when I was a kid, uh, but that was when I was still trying to take the movie seriously on the rewatch. That is the best shot of the movie, but it still made me a little bit angry. And I think it's because, like, that physical comedy is so good. Why did we not get that the whole movie, you know? Like, I... Yeah. Because that could have... That would have been a horror comedy right there, you know? It it at least would have been a comedy. I don't want Yeah, that was without a doubt the the absolute best part of this movie. Um, And also, while we're talking about Paul Rubens, the guy was... You know, we all know him as Pee Wee, right? I mean, that's yeah. the yeah. whole thing. But he did so much other stuff, too. Like, he was in some of the early Cheech and Chong movies. Mm-hmm. Um, he was very funny in those. He was in... Um, you know what he... Actually, speaking of Pee Wee, um, it ties into last week's movie. Rob Zombie said his first uh, job in Hollywood was as something lower than a PA, whatever that would be, <laughs> um, on Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh, oh wow! He started working for them, and they would um, scary. Literally thought. the lowest person on the the production at all. So he had all the terrible jobs that nobody else wanted to do. Uh, but that was uh, his first job in, in in show business. Okay, yeah. Just wanted to point that out. I thought it was interesting how it kind of tied into last week's movie more than anything else. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Paul Rubens was great, and he was great in in this movie. Um, and and. I also like Steven Root in this movie. I thought he was funny when he was the very, very little screen time that he got. Uh, I'll say this too. I mean, Paul, he was great, Rubens, but David Arquette, I think, was the best part of this movie. Just, I didn't like David Arquette in this movie. Really? I didn't like, <laughs> no, I didn't. 
And I don't know that it was necessarily David Arquette or just the character that he was. That's the thing. There are so many talented people in this movie and they're all just given shit characters to play that it was hard for me to judge. Do I not like the performance or do I just not like the script? That was something that I went through with Paul Rubens, because even though he had the best role in this movie, there were like there were just a lot of questionable choices in the script, you know, where it's like, obviously, this isn't his fault, you know, because he's giving everything in this and he's doing phenomenally. But like I, just little stuff like the, the I don't know, the tone felt a little bit all over the place with his dialogue. I wasn't a huge fan of the vampire design across all the vampires in this. They mm. they looked very like elvish almost i think they were going for like a nosferatu yeah. thing but they well, missed mark elvish not elvis El- yeah, <laughs> elvish they all okay. like elvis every <laughs> that, that, that i watched the cool. shit out of that movie yeah <laughs> God damn it. yeah i can see that i like david arquette man he was you know that scene where he was floating by the window like it was just you know it was something that was the vibe i wish they had throughout the whole movie and uh, paul rubin's character had that too and that those yeah. were the ones that really stuck out to me. And they were like the same type of character. And I think mm-hmm. they both nailed it. See, I don't think that was a problem with David Arquette's performance. But like that was the scene that especially made me mad. Because though that was a moment where the horror should have been there, you know. And they turned it into kind of just like another joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They, but again, not a funny <laughs> joke. So yeah. it's like, oh. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, given the material that that this script handed to these actors, Luke Perry may have done the best job with it. I mean, his his character to me felt fairly consistent throughout. Um, and I thought he was the best part of that scene because they were going for the comedy and not the horror. And his lines were kind of funny. I mean, I chuckled, you know, when he's like, I'm not going to let you in. You're floating, you know, or whatever. Like, uh, to me, that was, you know, would have been my response too. Um, I thought he was pretty good throughout the movie. Uh, and his character was was more consistent than most. Yeah, but, um, but honestly, though, that was the tone. Like they didn't know they were just going for a movie of their time, and you know, as much as that can be a great thing, if you don't nail it, it's just a movie of its time with a bunch of random shit. That like the the whole montage of her training. Like she was about to oh. do a boxing match against Rocky to fight fucking vampires. The music was off. Like she's wearing a, a purple or a pink sports bra, which, you know, looked great. But I don't know. It's just like there was nothing there. It was all pop for its time and no horror whatsoever. I am so glad you brought that up because one of the that's like one of the biggest issues that I have about the movie in comparison to the show is because Joss Whedon, like, in the late 90s, became kind of a cultural phenomenon for the way that he used, like, language and slang and these kind of, I don't want to say timeless, because you watch episodes of Buffy now, where it's like, ooh, the internet is evil, look at this Windows 95 computer that's going to come get you. Like, you know, there are still anachronisms in it, but for the most part, he created, like, this very timeless environment, you know, where everyone had styles that were... You know, you could believe high school kids were wearing it for the most part, but like it wasn't based off of any trends. The dialogue, they actually for a while at colleges were teaching like slang that came out of Buffy courses, you know, like it was the thing. This was like a huge deal. 
I still quote the show in my day-to-day life without even realizing it sometimes because it's just like, it was so unique and quotable and fun. Um, The movie is the exact opposite of that. Like it pulled a lot of language that was already outdated in 92 because it was so passing and then like way overused it to get that whole Valley Girl joke across in in a way that just has not aged well, you know? Yeah. They say sitch so many times in this movie. I, I was ready to kill someone. Yeah, they were going for their time, man. And I mean, it can we argue? It's we're still talking about it. Like it, it was a big deal. No, I mean we're kind of talking about it because Leah forced us to. Yeah, yeah, but every- yeah. That's the thing is, I would not. I I would never have chosen to rewatch this again ever in my life if I but weren't doing the show. But it spawned the show. You know, like it, it, it was, it was a big deal. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about how, how much spawning of the show it did when we get to, to, to the facts. <laughs> yeah. But, but either way, man, like, and again, I, I don't, I, I really didn't like this fucking movie, so I'm not like going to bat for it or nothing, but as far as its success, it can't be argued. Well, except for, I think it can be, I think that's the thing is that even though it may have inspired the show and this has, and we'll talk about this when we do reviews, this has a tremendous cult following. And a lot of these people are fans of the show, but it's so hard to be like, you know, here's this thing that gave us this great show when the show is almost the exact opposite of this in a lot of ways. Yeah. I, I also think that this movie doesn't have a place in pop culture today, if not for the television show, it's sort of been drug along by the television show because the show was so good. Yeah. And it, and it's because of these little, and like the, the fashion and the, the dialogue are really easy to point to. The music was also a good thing. Like Buffy ushered in a, a trend of doing like the indie band in the background of teen shows thing that became tremendously popular, even in, still in teen shows today they're doing that you know where they had like these really amazing very unique soundtracks that were worked in as kind of classics in the universe so people would be like jamming along you know but it was introducing the audience to new music like it's just there were a lot of little set things and like world building elements and stuff that joss whedon became known for doing in his work that we've done the exact opposite what was going on with i fought the law I, I, I don't know. Uh, I watched this today. I don't even remember. I fought the law being in it. It was. Uh, I. I don't know because the version of that song I know is by the Clash. But sure. man, I did not know whoever did this one. It was annoying. <laughs> uh, and that, but and then they have uh, the guy sitting in the, the Pike sitting in there listening to I fought the law. Like he's listening to like some hard metal, you know, and then they started singing and it's just fucking I fought the law, but worse. Yeah. And I was like, what is that? You know, and it's just like it, all of these things individually are kind of like one offs. But the environment that it creates in this movie is so it like it falls flat. Yeah, I've, I've been on the record of saying. I, I and I don't I don't like the television show either. So is dumb. that's just bad taste. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. Can't help you with that. <laughs> no. The, to, to me, the television show and and this movie is a perfect example. It was just like it was a television show for high school girls, is what it came across as. 
like even growing up like i remembered watching it going, what the fuck is this i will have you know i didn't watch the show until i was a 30 something year old man and i loved every that minute is of a it. lot about you no uh, rob's in the right on this one <laughs> i i do not believe so i i and again it i was not the demographic for that tv show i understand but i just i never liked either one of them so like to me it's like either one is whatever to me can you at least admit, admit that the show did better like oh, of course it did yeah it was a successful <laughs> show for years yeah but okay but if you had to watch like two random episodes of the show or the movie you're watching the show right <laughs> like... oh yeah because this movie okay. was awful but again but it's not that's <laughs> pulling at straws for me like it's it is better but to get as bad as this movie was and it wasn't even it was just such a boring fucking movie and like 20 minutes in nothing happened and then you get a little taste of something and it's not like the, this did not scratch oh. the horror itch at all for, to me i i will also say i i agree this was not a horror movie um and i think the horror community has embraced it because of the enduring love for the show this story also and i i obviously being a fan of the show believe like to my core that the premise of this holds like it's the one thing that the show took you know it's the one thing that was done right enough that it got adapted into something really wonderful i i think the premise of this is good but i think it's not a format that's conducive to tell a story like that from so many angles because like it opens where it's like here's the slayer the one girl with the strength and skill you know like they go through the whole montage and stuff and then we have like all these extra characters and it's like the the kind of the conciseness of buffy to make this to fit all of this lore into a movie we need to be learning it as she's learning it and we weren't you know so it's just like hopping around and like you said it's like 20 minutes before we get any damn plot on this thing because even though we've dropped a bunch of vampire lore it's like we we don't really understand who our character is she hasn't come into her own yet. Like, it should have just started with a creepy dude stalking her, being like, ooh, I'm your watcher. And she's like, what? You know? And and then we meet a vampire, and that could have been done in, like, five minutes. And it, it would have been fine. No. Frustrating. Yeah, it, it just... This might be one of the least hard things we've done on this show without a doubt yeah it, it's on that side and again i i don't want it to come off like as because at least put some really good movies up and i feel bad that this is the one that won and this is how we're talking about it but and i i, I do want to point out again that she you know i think it, it was the paul rubens thing but damn man i just and, and not for nothing all the kitty diddler talk that gets brought up on this fucking show the 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 detect whatever the fuck that dude he looked like a he was dressed like a detective the the older the old guy that kept following Donald Sutherland yeah yeah him showing up in that gym was the most kitty diddler thing I've ever seen <laughs> on anything yeah but he was there to to get the the Slayer yeah I I understand but he wasn't going to diddler it just looked bad I'm not saying it was implied or so that you notice looks bad but you don't <laughs> see the implied kitty diddling throughout the entire Nightmare on Elm Street franchise okay absolutely not no D dude she, I will say she, she's in a sports bra working out in the gym alone and he's standing there in a full suit 
with a fucking sunglasses and an I'm gonna diddle you hat on. No, over coat and all. That was and weird. that's also kind of the thing that I like with the costume design. It's just so I, over the top to the point that it like it, it starts poking holes in suspension of disbelief here, which is amazing because my bar for that is already so low. But like Giles, the watcher in the show, he has like a very uptight British tweed thing that he's got going on but you believe that he's like school faculty he's not wearing fucking diddling gloves you know it it also with giles it also makes sense that he's around the school because he's the librarian librarian. this guy just shows up yeah and he dresses like a librarian but this dude has like a fucking trench coat yeah yeah this guy's fuck he does come on looking like fucking uh you know humphrey bogart in casablanca yeah, mustache yeah. and all look weird. But they were trying to, I feel like they were trying to balance too many things. Because, you know, vampire has very old time lore and all that stuff. And it felt like they were trying to get some of that in there with a few of these characters. And they were also trying to to really push in that, you know, 90s, early 90s flair with the, you know, the outfits that the kids were wearing and everything. And those could not be more opposite. And it's a hard thing to balance. I don't know how you do it, but this for sure wasn't it. I also, uh, this is a callback to the Nick F and Woo cage cast. It, way, way callback. Uh, when I was about to start Valley Girl, I postponed it because I was really worried that they were going to do that thing where everyone has a way over the top accent to varying degrees. I just realized watching today, this is the movie I was afraid Valley Girl was going to be. I also very much thought of Valley Girl when I was watching this. Um, I developed that fear from the Buffy movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Leah, 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 Leah. I'll say this. There was one other scene. So Paul Rubin's death scene, uh, incredible. Um, That could have been the whole movie. Great stuff. Great stuff. Uh, Um, The other scene that really spoke to me was when the principal was talking to Buffy in his office and he was describing his experience at the Doobie Brothers concert <laughs> as, as um, I believe he said it was red light coming into him. Yeah. That was what the sound was like. I understood that. Like, I, I really vibe with that. <laughs> Although for me, it's always been kind of like blue light, but you know. Although I really hated that scene because it didn't go anywhere. Like, that's another thing is that the subplots, there were so many of them and they all just kind of meandered. Like if that had been a scene in the show, it would have had a conclusion and, and an arc. And I understand that we were working with a much shorter time frame, but it's like, mm-hmm. it, if you're not going to do anything with the counselor, like being worried about her, because it, you could argue it was there to illustrate that people are worried about her. But then we have that scene with her friends who are already in the plot. And it's like, I would have rather seen their conversations flushed out or you know expanded on one of these other crazy elements and use that time for something other than just to introduce the the drug counselor (laughs) (laughs) another thing that i i I don't know why, maybe, I, I guess I could see why. I don't know if it's just me or if anybody else thinks that. This movie, it, it, it for some reason, I thought a lot about Jennifer's body while watching this movie. Because they're both 
they were both movies trying to really nail their time and yeah i i think like it you had if you were to put this up against any other movie and compare it jennifer's body would be it for a lot of reasons and god man like this uh um i don't even know how to describe it this uh time period type of movie uh genre that that a lot of things try and get into man jennifer's body's got to be the damn ruler of that kingdom for sure does this feel like jennifer's body of 92 to anybody else or just me no, ask me in another 10 years because the thing that always bothered me about jennifer's body is that on the rewatch i didn't feel like it had aged well like i remembered it more fondly than maybe what it was worth um and i feel like in another 10 years i i might feel like it's aged even more poorly so we'll see <laughs> right. it, it would take a lot of poor aging to get it in that because the one thing jennifer's body does have is it is a horror movie oh, absolutely like it might not have aged real well in terms of dialogue or chemistry but it's a horror film <laughs> like, yeah and it's a much better horror is. film than this yeah oh, yeah yeah i i don't really have much else on this i don't know if you guys do no i did you guys notice ben affleck in this movie and did i was yeah. like what the fuck yeah <laughs> There were so many people in this movie. Just the cast was so incredible. I mean, you had Luke Perry, Rutger Hauer, uh, Donald Sutherland, Paul Rubens, Hilary Swank, uh, David Arquette, Stephen Root, Natasha Gregson Wagner, Thomas Jane, Ben Affleck, Ricky Lake was in here. I didn't notice her. She had a, an uncredited cameo. So did Seth Green and Alexis Arquette. I mean, there were so many talented people in this movie. How is this what we got? I don't want to step on your trivia. I don't know if it was in there. Do Do you have anything about Seth Green? Because I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, I don't. I I read it. I don't remember okay. if I included it. It looks like I did not. So Seth Green is only in the final cut of this movie for three seconds, though, because they cut out most of his part. Yeah, but it's just it, it's crazy to me though that yeah, there's that many people, and this is the movie. That you managed to make, yeah, yeah, not a good sign. It's uh, it's no cabin in the woods. That's for no. sure. That's why, like, when we talk about the performances not being good, it's like not all of those talented actors could be bad. There's no, no way they they could all they be are. bad. It has to be the script. The script is bad, so not. I I really I was hoping that the rewatch would get me and I would come around, you know, because it's one of those like I know that it's not the show now maybe something is going to happen here but i i don't like it i don't think it's good critically mm -hmm. i can appreciate what it gave us you know um if you told me i had to watch this you know like another five times to be able to keep the show i would do it begrudgingly um but yeah on my own i'm never gonna watch this ever again yeah so do you think lee is part of that cult following that this has developed I hope not. Oh, has to be, right? Or is just really mad at all of us. Right. And I don't <laughs> know why she would be mad at me. I can <laughs> imagine us maybe needing to be punished in Leah's eyes. I don't know why. But Leah usually picks such great things. Like I think there's I think there's a real chance Leah's in the Buffy the Vampire Slayer cult. Leah hates us all now. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, then we've not done ourselves any favors of this. We could be paying for Rob at this point. We just don't quite know it yet. 
What did I do? Well, you do them for Leah. You keep lying about us having we hate Leah meetings. Yeah, Leah lying. And my only grievance with Leah is now this film. <laughs> I don't hate her. No, I no, and, and that we can throw a grievance in with Leah for that one song that she submitted to Killer Beats. <laughs> that song wasn't good, Leah. But all right, uh, do you guys want to get into reviews and and trivia? Yeah. Nice. Um. So the reviews for this. While it does have a cult following, um, that cult is apparently not on Rotten Tomatoes because the official tomato meter for this is a whopping 36%. God damn. The audience score is a little bit higher at 43, uh, but not much. The IMDB rating for this, um, and I want to preface this by saying I had a really tough time finding any negative reviews, and actually the review that I pulled uh it is still above a five on the negative side that being said uh it only has a 5.7 on imdb which is higher than rotten tomatoes but uh it, it's not indicated in the uh outstanding love from the reviews like there were a lot of people who were really on board for this so do uh the more negative review is uh entitled early 90s nostalgia and in all capital letters this does not even begin to hold a candle to the tv show but for us 90s kids it's a fun time trip back okay i mean i guess i i don't know i didn't see this in the 90s so it's not a trip back at all for me it didn't remind me of my 90s experience in any way <laughs> so you know where's and work out man yeah like i got <laughs> nothing out of that and that is Almost exactly like so. This one, um, funny movie. <laughs> I enjoy this movie because I have seen it several times, <laughs> which uh, I don't <laughs> think is a good reason to enjoy a movie. I've seen it a lot, so I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it now. Um, but they follow up with it's just an awesome movie to rewatch to remember things from the 90s. <laughs> so, uh <laughs> Good or bad. Things from the last time I watched it. <laughs> uh, good or bad, uh, people do seem to take this as a 90s movie. I thought it was very funny. This was something I saw in virtually all of the reviews, um, which were usually more positive than this. I love that these two had the same vibe, uh, despite the four-star difference in rating. <laughs> uh, <laughs> where it's just like, I watch it a lot. Uh doesn't hold a candle to the show 90s time trip uh but yeah there were and i just even though i didn't pull any of the like crazy rave reviews people went on for pages and pages and pages about their love for this like you could see the cult love for this i didn't see what the big deal was but <laughs> it is very loved by the people of imdb so yeah i don't i don't get it but okay there man for some reason Whatever reason it is, don't know. It's fucking there. All right, trivia time. All right. Uh, this movie had an estimated seven million dollar budget. Its uh, worldwide gross was sixteen point six million dollars. Ooh. Um, right. Screenwriter and noted asshole Josh Whedon was so <laughs> frustrated by how much of his vision was being mishandled and how much of it was being rewritten that he eventually left the set during production and never came back. 
So there were signs that he was an yeah. asshole, I guess yeah. is what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, David Bowie, Mick Jagger, and Carrie El... Is it Elways? Elwes, I think. Elwes. Uh, anyway, that guy. Uh, they were all set to make cameos in Vampires, but they were cut due to time and budgetary constraints. Wow. Imagine having David Bowie and Mick Jagger agree to be in your movie, and you go, nah. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> I gotta be honest, if I saw a Mick Jagger vampire, I probably would have been into this movie. <laughs> I have to say, I'm really glad that David Bowie wasn't in this. Um, yeah. Oh. Um, we already talked about Ben Affleck. He played uh, the opposing team's basketball player who gave the ball away to the vampire player. Um, the This movie is the theatrical movie debut of Hilary Swank. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, screenwriter and noted asshole Josh Whedon found uh, David Sutherland extremely difficult to be around. I'm sorry, Donald Sutherland. I think I said David. Um, Sutherland rewrote most of his dialogue and scenes, often making the scenes incomprehensible in Whedon's opinion. Whedon praised Sutherland's abilities as an actor, but called his behavior rude and Sutherland a dick. Wow. <laughs> Can you imagine uh, having Josh Whedon call you a dick? I know, right? <laughs> Um, Alyssa Milano, the television daughter of Tony Danza, was originally set to play Buffy. Mm. Ooh. Better or worse movie if Alyssa Milano plays Buffy? Worse. Or future me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it changes the movie any, to be honest with you. It doesn't make it a better or worse movie. I probably would have seen it a few more times, though. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) This is just a bad movie. I don't know. I mean, clearly, we've got all the talent in the world and, and nothing is helping. How happy were um, you when you found that? Huh? Oh, oh you have no idea. <laughs> well, <laughs> you have no idea. All right. Uh, this was Paul Rubin's first major film role after his notorious arrest. He appeared in Batman Returns earlier in 1992, but that was only a, sm- a slight cameo. His appearance in this film is based on his infamous mugshot because, as Rubin said, quote, it was the coolest I've ever looked. <laughs> Talk about the mugshot after he was jerking off in the movie. Yeah. That ain't, ain't looking cool after that, bro. I'm sorry. I hate to break it to you. I don't know, dude. Have you seen that mugshot? He looks pretty cool in it. I bet he looked about as cool there as he did in this movie. Yeah, but you, you're taking that picture because you pulled your pecker out and you were, just, you know, in a movie. Oh, what a, we have all pulled our pecker out somewhere, Mikey. Not in a movie theater. I'm pretty sure it was like one of those jerk off theaters. Yeah, I don't know the story for that. And I don't want to talk ill of the guy, but I I don't know the story. Growing up, everyone just heard that that happened and nothing else mattered, you know? Yeah, no, of course, right? He was the the children's TV guy, but he, you know, he was at a fucking jerk-off theater. He got caught. arrested, though? Well, because you got caught jerking off. You're not supposed to do that. So so it's not a jerk-off theater. Well, that it is and it isn't, right? You can't yeah. have a jerk-off theater if you're not allowed to jerk off in it, Rob. You've got to be discreet about it. It's... You can, because they do. Or they did. I, I doubt they exist anymore. But look at that mugshot. I just sent it, Mikey. Come on. But again... He looks pretty cool. But what he did, he kind of looks like Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool, right? Uh... All right. Well, whatever. Look, I, you know, I'm just saying. Uh. He was in a place where a lot of people probably had their dicks out. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> What did his dick do? <laughs> uh, he other people like got arrested too. I don't know. All right. 
Um, That's the dream, right? Is to get arrested at the same time as a celebrity because then no right. one's going to be talking about what you did. Right. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you don't want to die in a plane crash with a celebrity because nobody's going to talk about you. But if you get arrested with a celebrity, you're in good shape. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Uh, finally, the last one that I had noted asshole Josh Whedon says uh, the movie should not be considered canon to the television series. However, in 1999, Dark Horse Comics released a graphic novel adaptation of Whedon's original script under the title The Origin. Whedon stated, The Origin comic, though I have issues with it, can pretty much be accepted as canonical. They did a cool job of combining the movie script with the series. That was nice. And using the series Merrick and not a certain other thespian who shall remain hated. That's how much he hated Donald Sutherland. He couldn't ah, let it go. Wow. What did he do to him? I, 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 probably nothing. Josh Whedon's a huge fucking prick. I also want to talk about that comic real quick. Okay. Uh, because the comic itself, uh, I would argue is maybe the best Buffy comic that Dark Horse released. But it <laughs> was... It, it's hard to take the comic seriously as canon because season eight is also a thing that was released by Dark Horse Comics and it was fucking insane. Like, I don't think we should be entering those into the canon any more than this. I'm pretty sure that Whedon said at some point that he thought he considered those canon too. I don't think he should. Like, I I believe that he believes that, but they were bad. They were, they were not yeah. good. They were not doing any favors to the Buffy canon. Yeah, I mean, I didn't read them, so I don't know. I don't know shit about the comics, but, um, you know, anyway, that's that's all that I had. That's all that I had for trivia. I do want to say, when it comes to Joss Whedon, um, to me, separating the art from the artist is an odd thing, and I've come to notice that it's very case-by-case. Case, it is. And it's very hard for me to watch stuff that Joss Whedon has made. Um since everything has come out about him, all the accusations and everything. Whereas it's, you know, again, a double standard because I'll sit down and watch a Polanski movie anytime. So it's really weird. I have a tough time with some of his stuff now, but not all of it. Like I still, and I think part of it is because you like, I have so much love and I like so much respect for so many of the people that like, that I know we're also working behind the scenes. Buffy is one I can still watch. Um, I had a kind of a tough time rewatching Firefly. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that has been, uh, the one that's been really hard for me is Dr. Horrible sing-along blog, which really sucks right now because it's, um because it was made as a response to the last writer strike uh, where a bunch of writers teamed together and, and came up with like this really crazy, you know, comic book style morally ambiguous universe because to post online because they weren't able to work like studio jobs anymore during the strike and i think that's like it's such a timely story right now but the last time i watched it i did feel really weird and i think it's because like one of the reasons uh when they did they like one of the special features they released a commentary for it called commentary the musical that was also all scripted with felicia day uh, it was like one of my favorite Easter egg things of all time. But Joss Whedon was a character in that. So there's just always kind of like this stain on the project where it's like, you know, he's kind of inserted himself 
inextricably to this project. Buffy's one that I can still, but Dollhouse is also kind of weird to watch now because it's about be- people being creepy to women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, you know, yeah. I don't know. It's separating from art from the artist. It is really a case by case basis thing. Yeah. I, I try to do it as long as they're still making money. I try to not separate them, but like things like Buffy, it's just so hard, you know, because I still love all the cast, you know? <laughs> like Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a weird thing. And it's, I've, I've just come to realize that fairly recently that for me, it does seem to be just very case by case. And Joss Whedon is one of those guys that, and I think it's, it's one such the, there's so much hypocrisy in his work. Yeah. Because he writes these works that people looked at as, you know, this sort of feminist work or, or empowering women sort of works. And he's such a fucking douchebag. Oh, absolutely. Like, Buffy was a huge feminist icon right. in television. And it right. really sucked finding yeah. all that stuff out of yeah. him. And it also sucks because he checked, like, all the boxes with his, his you know, just assholery. It wasn't just that he was terrible to women. He was also terrible to people of color and you yeah. know, like, he was basically awful to anyone who wasn't a white male. And he was probably terrible to a lot of them too. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Unfortunate when shit like that happens, man. Human beings suck. Uh, suck. You know what else sucks? These port noise. Yeah. These port noise <laughs> are not going to be kind. I think. I'm curious about everyone's port noise, to be honest with you. <laughs> All right. I'm you scared. Start off. Is- I could easily see myself having the lowest or the highest. I don't know where everybody else sits. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I'll go first. Ugh. This thing, it, it 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 wasn't a movie for me. It it wasn't a horror movie. It just it, it talk about checking boxes. This thing didn't check any box for me. Um, uh, I really don't have that much to say about it other than. I, it was to me it was boring it had a few high spots with Arquette and and, and Ruben and that was it this is literally it and even their high spots weren't that high I wish we would got David Arquette more um I I just wish the tone was different if tone was different I might have been able to get with it but it, not as is so for me this movie I'm gonna give it like a 1.6 okay yeah okay Sorry, Leah. I don't. You, you want to go, or you want me to, Cat? I don't care. Uh, I'll I'll go. Um, I'm giving this one uh even three. Ooh. I liked the performances. Um, I did on the rewatch really like the Ruben death scene. Um, I think <laughs> it's better. I, I, sorry, Rob, to say this, but I do think it's better than Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. Oh God. Ooh. Uh, so really. Yeah, hmm. uh, it is not, however, because I did end up having to use some of my other point noise for reference. I was kind of lost on this one. Um, it is not as good to me as Trailer Park Shark. So make of that what you will. <laughs> All right. That says something. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so this movie, by and large, is a huge miss for me. It's just it's. I don't I'm not even sure that this movie is trying to appeal to me. No. It, so fine, take that for what what you will. Um, Paul Rubin's death scene is amazing. Uh, I loved every second <laughs> of that. And we didn't talk uh, really much at all about the the mid credit stuff that came up. 
Um, oh, all of the, yeah. All of the mid credit stuff is funnier than anything that happens in the movie. That could have been the movie. Yeah, that stuff is really funny, including Stephen Root in there. I'm always happy to see him. So I'm, I, I'll never be upset about that. Uh, I love Donald Sutherland, uh, no matter what Josh Whedon or Josh, sorry, <laughs> Whedon thinks of him. Um, and I don't think his performance is bad. I, I Again, none no. of I, it's hard for me to say any performance is bad because the script is so bad. Um, all of that being said, though, the movie, it was just, it's just a big whiff of a movie. It, the yeah. tone is inconsistent throughout. They, it's almost like they had no idea what they were really trying to make. Um, I, I can't, this is the absolute highest I could give this movie and it's a 2.7. Damn. Okay. Okay. And most of that is for Paul Rubens and his death. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> because I will remember that forever. All right. Well, this bad boy's sitting at a 2.4, which is very far from the uh, 7.5 that is required for slash radio approval. Sorry. That's about... lower than the official tomato meter, also. <laughs> <laughs> the thing well, one good. It was and, and especially like, you know, it like, like Rob said, it this thing doesn't we're not I'm not supposed to like this. This wasn't for me at, at all in any type of production, getting yeah. anything. Yeah, but I also will say this: a lot of times, when a movie's not for me, I can still look at it and so, see how it would appeal to the audience that it is being made for. Yeah, I don't see how anybody can sit down or enjoy watching this movie. Yeah. I don't get this one. Yeah. No. I'm trying to get better you, about that. You should be ashamed, <laughs> or really proud if you're trying to punish us. Just you need to rethink your there. choices. <laughs> yeah, that's it's true. Um, all right, so. Should we talk about like next week? Oh yeah, um, no show next week. Yeah, I so I've got to travel, and these two can't go on without me. I'm clearly the glue <laughs> that holds Slasher Radio together. I also have to travel, is what Rob means. So they have decided to not do a show. Um, <laughs> I just wanted a break. I'm going to be honest, <laughs> and not for nothing. Like honestly, we're we're starting to get into the October season. Uh, like Rob mentioned, the 300th episode's coming up. The anniversary's coming up. I, I, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world for us to have a break going into all that. Um, but but the real reason is because I can't be here <laughs> um, to, to be the, you know, the shining star of the show that they need. It is not. Um, so no show next week. Uh, we will have a Patreon show, though. Rob did do a, a set. What was it? Prison Love with Rob? Yeah, Prison Love with Rob will be uh, the Patreon show. Yeah. Uh, and that will come out. Um, yes. But but the regular show, no show. Now, that means the following show will be my birthday pick. Holy shit. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Um, are, are you guys ready for me to unveil it now? Should I unveil oh, it now? Yes. Fuck. I've been waiting. All right. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so there were multiple movies in play in my head for this. Um, I, for a while, I was really leaning towards I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. What? God. Um, because I love that movie and I know that it's going to be, I'll have to fight tooth and nail to get you guys to agree to it. Yes. <laughs> um, but I actually love that movie. So I thought hard, long and hard about that one, decided not to do it. Um, Kat brought up an interesting pick, which would be, um, Rob Zombie's Halloween two. Mm -hmm. And I did consider that, but I'm just not ready to go back there yet. <laughs> Um, and then I had, uh, so really three main picks that I was, I was looking at. Um, I had a fuck Mikey pick. Oh boy. 
I had a, hey, we might all like it pick. And I had what I was referring to as the nuclear option, which none of us were going to like, but might would probably make for a fantastic show. <laughs> um, I, I chose not to go with the fuck Mikey pick. Oh, um, that one is that one was tossed out. That was it follows. Oh, um, and I don't know how cat actually feels about it follows, but that was going to be that. I figured my cat might be collateral damage. She might not. I don't know. <laughs> Does happen. Does that? Yeah. Yeah, um, so that left me with the nuclear option oh, no. or the yay, we might all like it pick. I decided not to go with the nuclear option. Wow. Oh. So we're not doing that. Uh, this is oh, not God. the movie that we would all hate, but would make for an entertaining to sell episode. That movie was going to be Twilight. Oh, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. We can do Twilight on this show. What do you mean? We just did Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We can do fucking Twilight. Buffy the Vampire Slayer is more of a horror movie than Twilight. Yes. Twilight I, has more vampires. I know that we don't have, like, I know we don't veto birthday picks, but anytime a horror station covers Twilight, it gives it more validity in the horror community. We don't need to be doing that shit. Fangoria did it well enough. Tell Fangoria me. did it? Fangoria, so there was like a five year span where like Teenage Cat just decided to boycott Fangoria magazine because single-handedly. I did no damage. But <laughs> I don't know, they went out of business for a little while. <laughs> yeah, and it's because of me. <laughs> I boycott. It's because Halloween month October, they put Twilight on the cover, and I was so oh, mad. Come on, <laughs> well, I still hold a grudge about it. Well, that's I'm not. Glad, the, that, I'm glad you didn't go nuclear. Thank that you. is not the movie that I chose, but I'm telling you now, I think that would have made for a funniest shit episode. No, it would have been funny, but I it yeah. would have done lasting damage to the community. <laughs> I do kind of feel, and part of the reason I didn't pick that one was I kind of feel the episode would be funny. It would be funnier if we did a watch along or a commentary. Yes. That I think we could yeah. do. That I think would be funnier. Um, so that leaves us with the yay, I think we'll all like it pick. Okay. If um, I'm not mistaken, Kat likes this movie. And okay. I don't think Mikey has seen it, but I think he'll like it. So I have chosen Kevin Smith's Tusk. Oh, I have seen it. Huh? I, I have not. No, that was the yeah. one. Remember, yeah, I yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I've been wanting to watch Tusk for a while. I love Kevin Smith. But, it's also yeah. leaving HBO soon, so like very good timing. So um <laughs> that is the movie I've chosen for my birthday pick. Uh one because I want to rewatch it. And two because this uh punishing each other and picking shit movies is is gonna hurt the show eventually. <laughs> so what um, you're saying is essentially I got a Rob Z I got you to watch a Rob Zombie movie free ninety nine. Yep, and I'm giving you wow a Kevin Smith movie in return because I'm a better person than you are, Mikey. Yeah, but I don't know that Kevin Smith movie. I've seen some things about it, man. There's a reason I haven't seen it yet. Well, another reason I'm curious to rewatch it, rewatch it is I've heard other people talking about it recently. Okay. Um, but when I say recently, I mean within like the last year. Was it me? It's come up, and people <laughs> are talking about how disturbing they find it. And I remember watching it and just having a good time. I didn't find it super disturbing. And I don't know if that says something about me or what, but I kind of want to rewatch it. <laughs> All right. Last time you did something like this, we watched Book of Shadows. I'm just going to leave that there. 
I know, but this one I feel better about. I know. I think you'll. I think you're gonna like it, Mikey. I know Cat likes it already. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always excited to talk about this one. I I brought it up on another podcast also recently because someone was talking about um, Justin Long's performance in Barbarian, and they're like, "But the horror movie that I know Justin Long from," and I jumped the gun a little bit. I was like. Tusk, and they just <laughs> everyone went dead quiet for like 30 seconds, and then they're like, uh, the, um, <laughs> drag me to hell. And I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> all right, I guess. <laughs> then just very quietly, I forgot about Tusk. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, Tusk, yeah. So that's the movie that we're gonna watch, and uh, we'll do the episode, we'll have it for you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, all right. Uh, yeah, so unless you're a patron. We will not uh, be talking to you next week, but we will be there with the week after that with uh, Rob's birthday pick. If you want to hear uh, here, get the show next week, like you get an extra one every week, patreon.com forward slash slash your radio. You're starting as low as $3 a month. I think that's really if, oh, on, and Twitter, of course. Yeah, go to X or Twitter, whatever the hell they're calling it now, and follow the show at slash radio. You get to see our our movie topic if we don't announce it on the show which means we haven't got done yelling at each other about what it's going to be yet. <laughs> on Twitter. Everything goes up on there. Um, and that's it. You can follow me at Mikey's dead on Twitter. You can also check out cult FM pod on Twitter, cult FM, wherever you're listening to this, the other show, what I do that I do with little miss, huge clown penis, huge clown penis. And uh, that's it. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, our latest show will be out. So we're going to be doing top five horror games, and we play a, a game that's pretty fun, Dead by Daylight based, with our friend Strength Bat. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Nick Cage was mentioned at all. Nick Cage was mentioned one. All right. Yeah. Rob, what about you? Uh, you can find me on X or Twitter or whatever the fuck. You, it's weird because it's called X, but you still have to go to Twitter.com to use it. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, whatever you want to call it, you can find me there at Radio Rob One Two Three until the whole thing goes tits up, which I'm imagining won't be much longer. Um, you can also listen to the other show that I do with Cat called the Nick Fucking Woo Cage Cast. It's Nick F and Woo wherever you were listening to Slasher Radio because they won't allow you to have fuck in the title of your show. Uh, we have just released or will uh, by the time you hear this our episode on Vampires Kiss. Nice, better vampire movie than most. Yes. Cat will be fun. You can find me on Twitter. I won't call it anything else. Uh, <laughs> on cat uh, underscore velour. You can check me out on Blue Sky Social uh, and Instagram at catvelour uh, with no underscore. You can check out my website, catvelour.com, where you can order my book, Revenge Arc. It is now officially out. Uh, we do have a few signed pre-orders left that we are treating as pre-orders because Ingram, for whatever reason, has decided to hold back print copies uh, for another week unexpectedly without telling us in advance. So uh, use it to your advantage. Get a signed copy. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, guys, come back. Uh, well, actually, no, you won't check us out next week. We will catch you the, week, out the week after. after. <laughs> Good night from Slasher Radio. All the best of Slasher Radio podcast. Thank <laughs> you.